The hero behind our champion. Swimming was my life. I want to know everything about that day. Yusra and Sarah arrived in Berlin in a yeah, emergency camp. They always say it's all in your head. You won't win this race. I'm a young woman, I have dreams, I'm Syrian. I have a whole other identity other than just being a refugee. I never came on a level that I could compete with the best in Germany. All the we did. She always said, I know what I can, I know how fast am I, and I know how fast the others are. Someone else might have never touched water again. It's the first time you will hear it. Lose a bit the trust in the European value system. There's a friend in a jail. I believe in human rights. It is a label, yeah, refugee Olympic team. I just wanted to stay behind the scene. To see me on the screen, oh my god. From the original Netflix movie, The Swimmers, today we have the real coach Sven. Hi Sven. Hi, nice to be here. Today we have the coach, the hero behind our champion. And I'm so happy and I'm so glad that you are here with me today. But first, let me ask you, how was your day? Well, first of all, thank you um, for having me here. Um, I'm very excited the last days here in Cairo and it was very nice. Um, I was here for a summit mm -hmm. at the Startup Without Borders and it was really cool. I had a nice talk yeah. and now I'm happy to be here. And how, uh, how is Egypt treating you? Um, well, um, very well. Yeah, everything, I really couldn't see so many things. Today I was a little bit on the pyramids but uh, it was a lot of things to organize with the guides, but uh, mm -hmm. everything. So you got uh, to see the pyramids yeah. at least. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Impressive. Impressive. It is, um, yeah, history, culture. If you know this, then and to stand there in front of these enormous buildings, it was for me like, oh my god, really. I just saw them on the screen till now, but yeah, to see them now alive was really impressive. I have to come back and to take more time with them. Definitely, definitely. And there's so much more to see. Of course, um, all the time when you are traveling for um, doing some speeches or um, yeah, doing interviews all the time, it is always a bit stress, but it is positive stress. It, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now to be here is also a nice uh, relaxing time now, not in the cold like the yes. days before, but... Yes. So now it's time to relax and have this comfortable conversation where I really want to know more about Coach Sven uh, before we get... I know people are always asking you about Yusra, definitely, our hero. But I really want to know about Sven first. Um, how was Sven's childhood? Um, I want to know more about your family. I want to know about your background. I want to know you because it's you that gave our hero and our champion, the strength and this power to, to, to unlock all her potential and all these achievements. My life was very normal for a spoiled white kid in West Germany, grown up, and um, I have a lovely uh, childhood with good parents, a nice sister, and um, yeah, I had everything I needed in a West Berliner district. Um, and yeah, I grew up with um, friends and family, and, um, but my parents always took care that we have a wider view on the world and not just in this, at this time when I was born, the city was divided, surrounded mm -hmm. by 
the GDR at this time and so they said no we have to look over the wall, the Berlin Wall. And yeah, this is how I think they educated and was what was the most important thing to be open-minded, to see different things, not as a threat, to see it like a chance to know and to, um, yeah, to meet new things, new experiences. So they always pushed you to try new things and meet new things yeah. so that you can expand your horizon further. Yeah. So that's how you grew up. Yeah. You were a risk taker, you got out of your comfort zone. Um, no. I'm, I love to be in the comfort zone, to be honest. Um, okay. <laughs> but no, of course, um, it is. Um, I think there's to take a risk, it depends on what it is. I do not jump from a bridge. Yeah, this is some things I don't like to do. But um, to meet new people, and um, that is important, yeah, to talk mm -hmm. to other different experienced people. Mm -hmm. This is something I like, and um, this is what my parents always said. You don't. You have to understand why someone is doing this, like this, in this mm -hmm. way. If it was also something that I didn't like this time, yeah, that maybe someone was hurting me emotionally, yeah, then mm -hmm. my parents always said, yeah, it is not good, it's not right, but give him or her a chance to understand, yeah, mm -hmm. and this is these are the things that I grew up with, and I really like it. Okay. To, and and so you were a swimmer yourself as as a young child. Yes. I started to swim when I was ten years old, in the same club where I met Yusra, and um, yeah, I trained the normal training um, beside school. Um, I think twenty hours and more a week, and yeah, but I never came on a level that I could compete with the best in Germany. So mm -hmm. I decided when I was they did my social service in the um, in a psychiatric um, institute, um, I decided okay, one last competition and then you finish your own athlete career and do things that different things. Yeah. Okay. So I became a coach. That. So you became a coach. Yeah. But I also saw something really interesting on on LinkedIn. Um, I saw that you were a marketeer. Yeah. Um, so. So how uh, did that happen? <laughs> well, after my um, social service, I um, worked in a printery, so nothing special. We just printed color to paper. Um, and then I worked for, um, for a software engineer and we built up some software for call centers. And, but the whole time I worked also as a coach um, in my club with different age groups. And um, after the call center idea, I um, decided, okay, I will go just for coaching. I spoke with our head coach and she said, yeah, the guy I need. So I started just to work as a coach. And um, I did coaching till 2017, very, yeah, just coaching. Then I stopped for a few months um, after all these experiences we had. Um, and then I came back in the administration for the club and um, did coaching for little kids just to have fun two times a week and that's it. And this I stopped um, in 2021, no 2020. I stopped to coach them and then also COVID hits us. So um, yeah, um, I tried to figure out stuff, things in my life and yeah, last year there was this um, moment where I got a call from um, the Special Olympic World Games and they asked me, hey, we need someone who do some 
PR in the city, stakeholder communication, not, uh, uh, not the one in the first row who's always uh, just trying to get in touch, know someone who's in touch with people who hold the contacts and um, mm -hmm. yeah, try to connect the dots. And this is what I'm doing now. Is this your passion, like coaching, is your passion or did you just grow up uh, as a swimmer and it's something that you found yourself doing because you're good at it or is it something that you knew at heart that it's, 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 it's your passion, it's what you want to do? So coaching is my passion. Yeah, it was my passion for so many years and I don't want to miss one unit with the kids, one hard competition, the good competition of course I don't want to miss them as well but um, it was also for me always a learning and I always grew with my groups, with the kids I trained. Mm -hmm. And um, this passion I always had but at one point there was then the, the thing that I said okay I cannot stand any longer at the mm -hmm. pool deck. It is. It was a time, it was, I experienced so many things and of course the experiences with Sara and Yusra they changed a lot. Um, it was not, till then it was for me just about competing. Yeah, it was to form the best performance in an environment that was just built to do the best. And w yeah, with Yusra and Sara I found out, okay, there are so many other things mm -hmm. um, also in sport that can, where sport can do good things. And I decided, okay, um, then I have to make a break now. Sport is much more than just uh, competitiveness. Yeah. That it has a message along with it. Yeah. I really want to know on the first day you met Yusra. I want to know everything about that day. No, it was, um, I can just start with this day because it was a very normal way how we met. Um, Yusra and Sara arrived in Berlin in an yeah, emergency camp and um, they just spoke with some volunteers and said, hey, we were a swimmer in Syria, so can you help us to find a club? And they contacted us, these volunteer groups. Mm -hmm. And um, then they came and we said, yeah, they should come around, we will see what we can do. And they arrived at the club, organized, not like in the movie. They really, mm -hmm. we knew that they would come, we were waiting for them. And then we gave them swimsuits, goggles, caps, and they jumped into the water and um, there was not long conversations, it was really like, yeah, how are you, yeah, you're a swimmer, okay, good, what's your favorite stroke, okay, jump into the pool. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they performed, how good uh, someone can perform that uh, had this journey behind him or her, them. And, um, and then we um, directly, our head coach and I said, okay, yeah, we can take them, they can do whatever they want with our groups. So we said, okay, you can train here and um, yeah, we will help you. But at this moment, it was really just help. Mm -hmm. It was nothing like um, we, there was no idea about Olympics or a film. Yeah? It was just, okay, two young women, they are foreigners. They don't know how this world is mm -hmm. uh, we are living in. And they're in Berlin, they came from a different part. So we said, okay, all this bureaucracy, we will help you. And um, this was the idea. And yeah, so we met and, um, but the first day was really boring in a way. <laughs> so you did not imagine that this first encounter is gonna lead to a life-changing experience? No, definitely not. It was not, not, not in my mind, no way of thinking about it. The, when there was a decision 
that there will be a refugee Olympic team. It was also for us, Yusra was struggling with this idea and I was said, okay, you make your decision, you make your point, if you want to compete for them or no, mm -hmm. it's about you, not about me. And um, we never planned things. What is it exactly that that's inside Sven that made him say, no, I'm going to help them. Although you could have just turned your back on them. And, and then, yes, this did come with beautiful things later on, but you did not know that. You just did it out of goodwill. Yeah. And so goodwill always turns around and comes back around. But really, where does this come from in your heart? I really think that the foundation for this was my childhood and my parents. Yeah. They gave this to us to be open. I mean, we had a war in the 90s in Europe as well, um, in ex-former uh, mm -hmm. Yugoslavia, and um, there were also refugees coming. And we directly did stuff. Yeah, my mother organized some packages to send to um, Croatia, Serbia and uh, Slovenia. I think these three. Then we um, organized on the school a pickup and um, also I remember when I was in the first grade we um, organized with some classmates uh, a group that was collecting garbage from the area around the school. So I was always yeah, educated like this. And then um, as older I became it was also a matter of um, yeah, the people you are getting in touch with. First, my parents, my sister, of course, and then um, you have my head coach, yeah, who was also my coach when I was yeah. a swimmer. And she also lives this um, helping idealist attitude. Yeah, mm -hmm. We are different persons. She's, I would say, stronger than I am um, in many uh, ways, but um, she also has this idea of, um, okay, we can, when we can help, we help. Mm -hmm. So we started, for example, in the club already 2012 um, swim classes for kids from refugee camps in Berlin. So, and we organized this and then it worked and we still do these classes. So everything is good. And I think this is how I am and also with my um, swimmers, before Yusra. I, I always try to be a coach more um, also that worked with soft skills. Yeah, it took a while till especially in Germany the coaches understood that um, swimming is not just um, training in the water. It's more. Yeah? It is also not just the gym. No, it is more. It is a full package. Nutrition and also mental health and soft skills. So I worked in an age group with kids from 12 to 16 years old, in their time, in, in, in this age, yeah, you, we know mm -hmm. what is in our minds in this age, what we want to do, um, what we struggle with. Um, parents got divorced, grandmothers died, um, the cat died, mm. or whatever, all these struggles. And as a coach who was, um, spends more time sometimes with these kids than the parents, yeah, you also have to deal with this. So, yeah. um, it was more a natural thing and that was also how I saw Yusra and Sara all the time that um, when we met it was never like oh I feel a pity I have to help you and now it was like okay yeah they're here they need help and we do it it's well, embedded yeah, in yeah. you yeah you are a giver at heart 
yeah, maybe like this. You, you said something really important that when you train someone, you are not just training them physically, you are training them psychologically. Because again, they always say it's all in your head. And creating a champion is a mixture of all of that. Their physique, their emotions, their mental health, psychology and all that. Like, do you know the, the story of the frog, the deaf frog? Um, no. Okay, let me tell you the story yeah, of the please. deaf frog. So there's this race and there are so many frogs that need to climb to the top of a certain uh, ladder. And everyone's like, it's impossible, no way, no one's gonna make it. So the, the frogs start falling one after the other, one after the other, and only one makes it up the ladder. And so people were in awe and they started checking out like, who's this hero, who's this champ? And then they figure out that this frog is deaf. So just because he did not listen to what people are saying, that he can't make it, that he can't do it, it only takes one person to believe in you, to tell you you can do it. Because when you listen to people telling you, no, you won't make it, you really won't make it. So psychology really does play a big role in creating a champ like Yusra. So how did you train her in these areas? How did you help her to, she was coming out of a trauma. Someone else might have never touched water again after what she's been through. So what role did you play here? Mm, I think Yusra made it very easy for me, Yusra, yeah? because um, she really had her goal. It was her goal to go into Germany and have a perspective and not the fear of war. And that is how she, um, she was acting the whole time, yeah? when we were in training. She wanted to swim. She was, there was never a point that she said to me, uh, I give up. That's it. Yeah. No, it was always like um, she was never listening at this point to all these people who said, no, what is this? What she wants to do? She mm -hmm. cannot do this. Yeah. She, was, she had her goal and this was to go to the Olympics one day. And um, yeah, and we just fixed our um, or matched our um, ideas how to do this. The idea was 2020 for Tokyo. And um, this was what, what we did at this moment. I gave her mm -hmm. a plan and said, look, this is a thing, this is the idea of four and a half year. Also, I said, I don't know how long I will be your coach because you are all getting older. There are other coaches in the club. Maybe you want to exercise differently at one point, but this is the idea that I have and you can go for with it. And um, that is what she believed in. Yeah? She was believing in this way and she knew also how to become fast. She had her mm -hmm. father who explained her a lot about swimming and yes. of um, getting endurance and technique and stuff like this. So she had a good foundation for everything. She had the support system yeah. that told yeah. her you, will, you yeah. can do it. Yeah. yeah, this is the thing, the support system. Um, of course, there were other swimmers in my past. Um, they hadn't the support system. I wouldn't say that there were obstacles, the parents, but they maybe just said, okay, it's just swimming. Yeah? And mm -hmm. finally, I have to be honest, yes, it is just swimming. Yeah? Um, most swimmers will never make their life because of swimming. Yeah? This is an extraordinary situation. Yeah? Um, even Olympian, Olympic champions, is not a, to be an Olympic champion is not a guarantee to mm -hmm. 
pay your life with it. Yeah. So, and these are also things that I always try to also to give user with her in her life. That it is more. Um, the partner school we are working with in the club um, has the motto: "Be a champion in life." Yeah. And I think this is. Uh, the truth, yeah, and this is how I always started to, um, or, or tr yeah, started to work with my groups. Yeah, I, the first thing I explained to them: look, everyone has this dream, and I would support your dream. But on this way, we will have so many hurdles, so many things to uh, deal with, and this is what I also want to teach you. I want to help you also to go through this and to understand life, and also to be good together. Because <laughs> what will stay if you will decide? Um, I don't want to swim anymore, or you have an injury, or you will leave the t city and go somewhere else. That what you can take always with you is your knowledge, your experience. And this is what I always try to give everyone to say, look, be nice together, be open, think about things um, mm -hmm. differently, different perspectives. And for me, it's this big, biggest thing that still my, um, one of my longest group I trained that they still contacting me, sending me pictures, messages, cards, whatever, um, birthday wishes. And this is something that I said, okay, I made everything right. Maybe we, not every one of them had the biggest success, but they're still texting me. They are still happy to yes. see me. And this is important. You made a change in their lives yeah. one way or the yeah. other. Yeah. Did you have the same support system that we're talking about? Did you have people that believed in you? Of course. Because let me tell you, there's this scene in the movie where uh, Yusra asks <laughs> Coach Sven, um, so uh, because you were in, you tried for the Olympics, and she asked him, so why you didn't make it? Was it training or discipline? And so he tells her, um, I did not believe in myself. So to what extent is this true? So, um, this scene never happened in reality. Okay. Yeah. And I think what the script writer and Sally maybe thought was, okay, I'm a kind of this. Because mm -hmm. I always, normally I don't want to sit here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to stay behind the scenes. Yeah. This was my life always. I, I was a coach. I was a coach who was also in front of the kids always. If someone said something against them, I was there. Even if they are right, the first thing I did is, no, stop. These are my group and if you have a problem, then come to me and I will talk to them. You do not talk to, to, to them. <laughs> so, but normally I just wanted to stay behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And um, this scene especially is, um, I think what they've, where they got me right was this, um, were the sentence, nothing is black and white. And yes. I think this is the point, yeah? Of course, I never trained for the Olympics because I was not so fast. I realized very early in my life, okay, an Olympic champion is far, far away. Olympic participation maybe took six months longer to understand this, but um, I said, okay, but I do this for a purpose, for myself, for being together with friends. And also, yes, to learn to get faster. Mm -hmm. And swimming was my life, yeah, for myself. So, um, what the scene shows is um, that, of course, I gave up in a way when I realized I don't cannot become so fast. But it's a realistic thing. It is like discussions with other athletes to say, "You won't win this race. 
because the others are faster. This is your reality, yeah? It is not like... Um, there was no room for improvement? No, there is it's too short, no ways, mm -hmm. whatever. There's a lot of scientific explanations okay. why there is a limitation at one point. Mm -hmm. I don't think that um, there's never a chance, yeah, if you start early enough and if you go the right way. But on this way, there are so many passes that you can go or not go that make finally the 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 decision how far you can go. Okay. Um, and I had also this these kind of discu discussions with Yusra, and the discussion was how fast can she swim? And I made a very very realistic um, prognose on the idea that I have and I explained what is a normal um, development, what is an extraordinary development and then I showed her, look, this is, can happen, yeah, this is the idea and yeah, it is hard, of course, yeah, but at one point we have to be realistic. If you have a, um, if you're happy with your, the things you're doing, then you do everything right first. But if you compare swimming or sport, for example, with business, yeah, and if you just have a small um, newspaper booth mm -hmm. somewhere, yeah, then you cannot sell to one million people because you cannot manage it at this booth, yes. yeah. So you have to expand, and if you don't do this, then it won't work. So, mm -hmm. and these are the the surroundings um, also in sport that um, needed to be. Um, scene, yeah. So you have to have the capacity to yeah. expand and yeah. improve. Yeah. That's but again, I was just thinking, and let me let me share my thoughts out loud. If Yusra has thoughts of reality for one second there, when she reached Germany after all she's been through, it seems a bit too far to be in the Olympics. I mean, if we say one plus one, so I'm not quite sure if. Do you think there's always this roof to dreams and like you always have to have this reality check so you don't get lost? And when can you really say, no, I, I'm going to dream big, I'm going to go for it. I know it may be far, but I'm going to do it because I just thought of her the moment you said that and I thought she could have said that. She could have had a reality check with Sara, like I see in the movie, Sara was kind of like her reality check. And no, this is, this, is this is unrealistic, like this is way too far. We are Syrian refugees, we just swam across the sea. We've been through some very, very tough moments and tough days and our life is, is tough. We're, we're not having it easy. So, hey, give it up. So where is that thin line? We can also um, take Yusra as an example in this time, yeah, um, th all these struggles she had, yeah, I don't know what could have happened that she would say, okay, I quit at this point because I have to need to focus on something else. Mm -hmm. I don't know, paperwork in Germany, something that maybe happened in, could have happened in Syria, everything yeah. is good um, this time. Um, so I don't know if there was would have been the moment where she would have said, okay, I stop it. Um, I think what she always did was she dreamed big. She thought that she can go for it and she can do it. And she wants to put everything into it. On 
the other way around, she always said, okay, I will check back. Yeah, mm -hmm. that I don't get lost in this dreaming, yeah, and being too disappointed if it won't work. Yeah. Of course it is hard to understand, okay, let's say I want to win a gold medal yeah, in swimming and I'm far away from this time to swim around the medal. Um, to realize it, okay, that is a competition when you can see, okay, I'm far away. Mm -hmm. um, but to get this wider understanding to say, okay, there is a limitation um, how close I can come to this. Mm -hmm medals this is something that you can do all the time yeah to see okay how okay I can improve this way and then I will see and this is um, also something that I learned from her yeah that um, I explained to her and look it is far away a gold medal um, that she said yeah but I can dream more and I said mm -hmm. yeah yeah of course you should you should keep it was hard for me also to understand <laughs> yeah okay. but um, but I did and um, I was, uh, yeah, it was amazing how she always said, I know what I can, I know how fast am I and I know how fast the others are, but I can dream and I can go this and I will never blame someone for this, not reaching this dream, but it's also good to have this dream and mm -hmm. it's motivating me and I think this is a balance between reality shake, check and dreaming. Mm -hmm. And she did it in perfection. So what's the thing you learned the most from Yusru? Um, I learn, I still learn a lot from her, uh, from both, I have to say. Um, Sara uh, is also amazing and um, she was the one who first kicked me out of my comfort zone um, on purpose. <laughs> um, um, Yusra taught me many things. Um, the most I learned from her, I think, is this, that my very open mind was still a closed mind. And I think it is still a closed mind. Yeah, but Yusra and Sarah both taught me so many things mm -hmm. to be more open to question and reflect. And yeah, reflex, reflect, 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 yeah. reflect more and more. This is something that I, I was always thinking, oh, you do so much, you always rethink and uh, question yourself and um, not in a bad way, not that I was all the time just questioning what I'm doing now, but to see, okay, what, where can I get better? But um, also in the, into this world, this is what they just said, okay, hey, no, yes, you have the television, you have the newspapers, but you, there's also something different. And yes, if there are people and there are people. and. This is, I realized um, through that. Mm -hmm. So you said, I always like to be behind the scenes. Uh, how did you deal with all the publicity that happened when the movie came out and all that? So, um, I mean, the biggest publicity that was for us most stressful was in 2016, after the team was announced. Mm -hmm. Not the nomination was announced, not really when the team was announced. We had a media request I never had. I never was expecting that so many people are interested in a swimmer from Syria living in Germany. Mm -hmm. But it was really, um, I just remember the night when it was announced, I had so many messages on Facebook that on the next day I called the German Federation. Um, no, I, ca I called a, a contact and said, hey, we have so many things to do. It is 
I don't know how to deal with it. And then they organized stuff to help us. Um, so this was really big attention. That was also learning yeah? um, to become from uh, to be a swimming coach, manager, PR person, psychologist, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, dealing with all these stuff and all these things. Um, and yeah, I was happy that Yusra and Sara did it very well in the media. They were fine with the were, publicity. Yeah, did you try to protect them? Of course, we tried mm -hmm. a lot. And it was also all the time we said, okay, what you want to do? Tell us. Yeah, of, I, sometimes I had also the feeling that they maybe said, okay, we do it for you. But sometimes at one point I also said, I'm also not that one who is pushing and forcing you to do stuff. I'm happy if I don't have to sit together with 10 journalists. So you decide what you want to do. But mm -hmm. um, they understood what it means and um, what chances will be there for them and for the bigger purpose. And um, yeah, so this was the biggest media attention that we had. But you had to step out of your comfort. You went to sleep and you woke up in the morning with so much attention and you were just in this, under the spotlight and you're not used to it. For you me, know? the good thing was really that I was more beside the spotlight. Mm -hmm. I um, brought the, or I managed how to bring the spotlight around us. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, but of course there were interviews, but I don't have not, I didn't had, I have a big problem to do an interview, mm -hmm. one or two. So I was always happy that Yusra and Sara did it. And when there was a, f a question for me, of course I answered it. Um, yeah, and then to the Rio Olympics, it became more. Then mm -hmm. international broadcasters came to Berlin to film with us and stuff mm -hmm. like this. Yeah, there was more attention, but I also knew that it's just a period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned enough, for example, um, also for this time when Sara was arrested in Greece, yeah. um, when I could deal better with media. I had the contacts, I know how media worked, um, mm -hmm. how to highlight things. And yes, also when the film was released. You I knew mean, how to use the media yeah. in to benefit yeah. Sara's situation. We had a, a lot of support, that is mm -hmm. clear. It was not just me, we were so many people. Um, friends from the college, from the, her um, NGO, from other ways mm -hmm. we met, also the International Olympic Committee, UNHCR, everyone helped me or Yusra or Sara in a way and um, yeah, just if it was just a contact or just to listen and say, hey, mm -hmm. how can I deal with this situation? Um, there was a big, big support system, uh, system around us, but of course, yes, it was also the media and it was an interesting story yeah? yeah and we knew that media creates also opinion and we s just wanted to be in front of the wave yeah this was mm -hmm. what we said we said okay we cannot let the other side decide what is the opinion because this opinion is not the truth mm -hmm. we know what sarah and this ngo did and her partners and her friends and this was for a good purpose and they did nothing wrong. They, did, mm -hmm. they were there at the right moment for people in need. And um, this was then the way how good, the good thing was that all the journalists believed it and mm -hmm. still believe it and they will get proof soon that um, it was not wrong. I just want to know more about how you took the news. 
about the movie. Now, more, more spotlight. So how did you take, I want to know everything about that day, like were you just on the couch, were, were you at work, and like how was your reaction really? Um, you mean when the... When you knew they are making a movie about Yusra and you... I knew it so long, so ah. it was, it started in 2016 before Yusra was nominated, before there was this, the way how this team will look like. We got in touch with one of the producers and um, Ali Jafar and he, but he was very nice, very kind and just said, hey Sven, yeah, I want to do it. And I said, yeah, but I'm a swimming coach, Yusra is a swimmer, Sarah wants to do her things, so let us see what will happen. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, but don't forget me. And this is what finally happened. We never forgot him. And um, then there was a moment when we um, yeah, had a management and then we brought them in touch mm -hmm. and with all the other requests because a lot of people came to us and asked for the rights and I said, I don't know what you're talking about, rights. Yeah. Um, I'm a swimming coach. And um, then we had discussions, um, maybe yeah, how long they need to make a decision and stuff like this mm -hmm. and then Finally, they always said, yeah, if you don't sign it now, no one will be interested after the Olympics. And I said, yeah, then it is how it is. Then there's no film. It's okay for us. We are happy. Okay. And um, yeah, but Ali was very nice, kind all the time. And finally, he brought us in touch with working title. And um, yeah, so we did this. So it was not like I uh, said on the It wasn't a shock. Yeah, it was like, just like, okay. You saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. Do you like the way your role was depicted in the movie? Like, do you see that it really shows the real Sven? There's really nothing I don't like. Yeah, this is, um, of course, the situation was different. Yeah, and this is also my reaction was sometimes different. Mm -hmm. But um, first of all, Matthias Schweighöfer is in Germany one of the most famous, if not the famous, uh, current. Uh, Actor, he has also some Hollywood movies. He played in on Netflix for um, uh, I forgot the the name um, Army of Death yes. and Army of Thieves. So he's very experienced and he is a good guy. He knows a lot um, about the industry and but he was he stayed always. Uh, how I met him is that he really is a normal person in life. And mm -hmm. This was for me very nice yeah, to know this. This was maybe the only thing that I said to Sally was, I don't care who will play me. I just want to have someone who's real and nice and not far right. This mm -hmm. would be great. Um, and yeah, I think she chose the right one. Shows the right one. And um, yeah, then to see it, to see me on the screen with a total different view um, it was the first time a bit like, oh my god, yeah, what is this? <laughs> it's funny. And of course, I mean, I met Matthias before and um, so he was studying me a bit, um, but it was a very relaxed atmosphere. We just spoke about life, about our childhood. Um, he grew up on the other side of Germany. Mm -hmm. So we just exchanged how different it was, how our families are. And um, yeah, that's it. And of course, then he asked about some special um, moves mm -hmm. that a coach is doing to work with watches or um, mm -hmm. 
stuff like this and I showed him and um, then yeah when the production started he called me before he was shooting and asked hey how should I do this how would you do this how would you act and react so it was very good and yes the thing is um, I hadn't this feeling as long as someone said to me yeah you're always smiling in this film yeah the you're always the happy one, you're the, <laughs> the optimistic one. And I said, yeah, okay, maybe, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, was it like this? And I said, no. Mm -hmm. Of course, I always tried to do the best. Yeah, And I always was optimistic that finally everything will go good, be good. Mm -hmm. But um, it was also that I saw, I had a lot of days where I come home late at night yeah. after a lot of emails, maybe something happened in Sarah's or Yusra's life, mm -hmm. back to Syria or whatever, and I came just home and just wanted to cry and just wanted to say, hey, can I just have a break? Yeah. Um, these days we're all there as well. You had your own low points, yeah. just like any yeah. human being. Yeah. But how did you deal with it? Because uh, maybe cry a little. That's what I do. And then just shake it off and sleep on it. And sometimes I feel better the next day. But I can't imagine the amount of pressure you've been going through. And you reach this point where you break down. How do you really get back up without giving up? Um, in this time that you can see in the film, um, I never had this breakdown. Mm -hmm. yeah? It was yeah. more like these small moments, these weak moments, what is normal, everyone has weak moments and it is good that we have it because we also realize that we are human beings in so many different ways we are human beings and um, this was at the, in this time that you can see in the film it was more like like you said going to bed start to cry go to sleep wake up in the morning drink a tea reset reset everything is done yeah and then of course there were my father my mother my sister friends and my closest circles and um, I spoke with and I said hey look or sometimes it's just not to spo speak about it mm -hmm. I just remember with my best friends normally it was a topic of five to six minutes and then the rest of the day we just spoke about soccer about mm -hmm. sport about life about kids about whatever is happening in their life yeah and this also settled me down a lot of times yeah the, I think the the worst time was when Sarah was arrested. That I, I think that I was not breaking down at this moment was just there's a friend in a jail. And I just knew at this time jails from Germany from pictures. And I said, okay, it is not a good, because it's not a comfort zone, definitely <laughs> not. But what I saw then in Greece was for me like, oh my God, this is that something like this is existing in Europe was for me far away yeah and um, so the idea was really <laughs> I don't give up till she's out of the jail and um, that kept me away from breaking down and um, I think I had my breakdowns after they were released and, and I was struggling also a lot of times with this retrospective yeah because also this um, Democles sword is still over them. Yeah, we don't know how long it will take. It is more a matter of time, not a thing of this case or this judge or this court. It is um, more a thing of yeah of time. Mm -hmm. 
But um, um, yeah, finally, you have these moments, and then yeah, you need to speak. Of course, learning self-awareness, awareness, awareness um, meditation, stuff like this. You need to know how to get yourself out of there. Yeah. But what I can really see is that you have you yourself uh, a strong support system, someone to talk to when you're feeling at your lowest, and that really makes quite a difference. Having someone there to just listen to you, like, just let me cry, let me cry on your shoulder, and then we can just discuss other things. And so I, I think the essence here is really having someone to share the struggles with, so who are the main people in Sven's life that you share your struggles with? The people that really push you? Is it still Yusra and Sara or uh, other, other people in your circle? I mean, I'm more the per person that tries to figure out everything by, themself, uh, by myself. Yeah? When it was about breakdown, struggling, I needed my time to realize it, to calm down, and then I start to speak with others about it. Um, and I think... I'm more and more open with this. Um, of course, my mother and my sister, they're living far away from me um, mm. in Germany, but away. So uh, I don't want to give them so much burden. Yeah, they have their own families, they have their own struggles. But um, of course, at one point I also talk to them. Mm. But um, yeah, I have then close friends, really close friends from years ago, 30 years ago. Um, where I still in touch with when I just speak about normal things and then yeah, I get some opinion about the situation. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then in the last years, of course, um, especially Yusra became more and more someone I can talk to. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't tell her everything that is in my life uh, going wrong. But at one point, if there is something, then I also talk to her. And then mm -hmm. I have also to say that um, Manalesa, who's playing um, Sara, we became also very close, and she also yeah. helped me in this, in a, in a weak time. No, weak is the wrong word. Weak is nothing bad. Um, in a moment where I really didn't know um, what to do next, yeah. And but we we were close, and we were talking the whole time. And then she said, "Yeah, look, Sven, just see it like this, yeah. or open your view to this direction." Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so these are the people. Um, I like that you're always open to learning from people around you, regardless their background, their age. Like you're not uh, all, I'm the coach, I know everything. And um, I also uh, knew that you coached Manal and you coached... Natalie. Just Natalie, yes, Natalie okay. Yeah. Yeah. Manal um, swam one year before when the okay. uh, normal production should have started. No, it was Natalie and um, yeah, it was... Also amazing um, because she was she was so passionate and then she came to the swimming and then it was really like she could swim not to drown mm -hmm. it was not swimming yeah okay and so we had one week before she left to um, to the production so we just started with learning the water mm -hmm. meeting the meet the water first became a friend to the water. Mm -hmm. And this is what we did in this week, but in, after five sessions, she had already an understanding of swimming. She okay. could move her arms and her legs in a way that it looks like swimming. Mm -hmm. um, looked like swimming. And um, so it was very impressive. And then what the 
coaches in the UK did from this point onwards was also amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you really saw the first time and then how she's doing it, yeah. um, then it was really like, wow. But it's really funny how Matthias, Natalie, and, and like some of the main, main roles and main people in the movie are not actually uh, much into swimming. Like I saw Matthias's interview and of course Ma Matthias is an international, he's not just known in Germany, yeah. he's an international star and very well known in Egypt as well. And uh, he's, I, they were like um, asking him about his uh, swimming uh, experience and he was like, I, I know how to float. I'm good at floating. <laughs> uh, he's a bit humble because he knows better to swim. Okay. I know that he was in a club when he was young, so oh, he's just hiding it a bit. That's very humble <laughs> of him. I really want to know and, and, and touch down on your relationship with Yusra's family. What's the nature of the relationship? Like I see you, you both are, from what you're saying, you are actually pretty close. And um, her, your relationship with her father, her original or her first coach, um, I, I want to know the dynamic and, and your relationship with the whole family. How's it like? Of course, Yusra and Sara are my first points of contact. Yeah? We have a, I really can rely on them and they can rely mm -hmm. on me. This is the thing. And then there's a family, of course. When they arrived in Berlin, we offered the same. A place to sleep, mm -hmm. um, way to go, whatever. And um, yeah, but it was always a distance. Yeah, of course, mm -hmm. the father started then to work in the club. He also um, tried to figure out how to work to get the work permit in Germany. Mm -hmm. And um, we we spoke a lot. Yeah, about Yusra's past, about his swimming um, vision, his vision of swimming, and um, we had a lot of things in common. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are differences. Um, but um, it was always cool to talk with him on the way to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, with the little sister Shahed and um, the mother, we have also a normal relation from the mm -hmm. beginning. And um, yeah, we are still in touch. It is not so, so close um, like with mm -hmm. the two women, but um, yeah, we yeah. have, an, I would say, a normal relation how it is. Yeah. Mm. It must have been hard for him being forever being her only coach and her number one supporter and then now you were taking on that role. So I want to know if he was ever like trying to interfere with or, or was it just he, he just had faith that you are, you know what you're doing, you know where you're guiding her because it's a struggle being a father and a coach and then kind of letting go of that coaching and guidance and giving it to someone else. It's hard. I believe. I can imagine that it is hard, but this is a question for him. Yeah. Um, we you never, did not we feel... Ne we never spoke about okay. this. About, because we, we really had different things. And mm -hmm. this is also something, um, I mean, for someone who was working the whole time in his home, uh, mm -hmm. worked a lot in um, Syria, in Jordan, at clubs, and then came to a country and was hoping, okay, here I can build up something. And the first thing is the German authorities are telling you, yeah, you have to wait mm -hmm. till you can start doing th things. It yeah. was more his struggle. And yes. this was more the point. And this was where I also felt um, the first time that the system of how we treat refugees, how mm -hmm. we deal with that situation, is not the right way. 
um, why they shouldn't start to work immediately, why they shouldn't um, build up their life again. Um, so this was more the, th the thing and we never had hard discussions and mm -hmm. this was, uh, it was a respectful um, yeah, together for the thing. That's amazing. So also you said you had a discussion with Matthias about your childhood, his childhood. And was there something in common there? Did you find some common things between you both? It was not so deep. Mm -hmm. I think what we have in common is that um, we are, uh, that he's also open. Yeah? Mm -hmm. He's also open-minded. He's also someone who wants to meet people, who wants to talk. Um, and, but I think it was totally different how we grew up. His, I think his family was, came from the artist work. My father is a painter and my mother um, works for doctors. Mm -hmm. um, and so totally different. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my father was not a painter for uh, artwork, no, for walls. And I see that your relationship with your sister is pretty close. Like you take her opinion. You asked her, like, I saw some of previous interviews and you were asking her about, like, who do you think should play the role? And like, yeah. so is she a person that you go back to for guidance, for her opinion? Of and course, yeah. I think we always had a close relation. It was also in waves, lower and higher. Mm -hmm. But um, especially when she was younger, I think she, I... I won't use the word torture, but <laughs> in a way it was torture. <laughs> um, and um, she as well with me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, she could also be very annoying as a young, young, young kid. Um, <laughs> but um, no, it was always respectful. And also the same situation, like or what I said with the, um, with my swimmers, it was when there was my sister and I. We could fight a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, loud, very loud, bad yeah. words. Um, <laughs> But at this moment, when someone from the adults came in and pointed at one of us, the other one was directing from and said, no, not my yeah. brother, not my sister. Yeah, You're fine. We yeah. deal with it. Yeah. If I know that whatever will happen now, she will help she me. She has your back. Yeah. Knowing that you have someone that's just there and you're having your back is really essential for success because I see that Sara was like, she was just like your sister is your own comfort zone and your own uh, person that you go back to. Sara was really there for, she's the one that told Yusra, like, or at least according to the movie. I think um, both sisters also know that the other one will never turn the back on, on the other one. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, I think, the importance. What really, I, I know that there was a conversation between them when there was this announcement of this team and that user can compete there or could be chosen to compete. I know that both spoke about it and I know that Sara was more open from the beginning and said, hey, it is a great chance. I remember um, it's the first time you will hear it. Um, um, when the team was announced, I called Sara. I was not, I didn't call Yusra. I called Sara and said, Sara, there is something we need to talk to Yusra about it. And of course, it was also the idea to talk with Sara about it um, because she was also a swimmer, but she decided not to swim. And I also wanted to tell her, look, this is the situation. Don't be surprised. And but of course, it was more about Sarah, uh, Yusra. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I know that then after I explained everything to Yusra, I know that uh, she was not with the refugee Olympic team from the beginning. 
But then she spoke with a lot of person, of course, mm -hmm. with her parents and with Sara, of course, as well. But why did you choose to tell Sara, not Yusra? Um, it was at this moment the point that I thought um, I don't want to bring Yusra more problems, more mm -hmm. thinking. It was more the, the, the situation that I said, okay, um, I don't know how she will react and act. You, yeah. Sarah is a bit older. Maybe I can speak first with her mm -hmm. to see what she's thinking. Because it is a label, yeah, refugee Olympic team. Yeah? And yeah. we do not agree fully with this label of being a refugee. This is something um, that is yeah, something I, we don't like fully. Mm -hmm. We understand the world now differently, but at this time it was like, no, refugees, it is just a description of a situation, of mm -hmm. a human being, not a label. It shouldn't be a label. Mm -hmm. So this was more the point. So you mean that the label of being a refugee felt like it was limiting, like it was just putting you in this certain uh, corner, this is who you are. Yeah but you didn't want that and they probably didn't want that they didn't want to be just a, ref a refugee no i'm a human being i'm a i'm a woman i'm a young woman i have dreams i'm syrian i have a whole other identity other than just being a refugee yeah. we discussed just about this label mm -hmm. and then came up this team and at the mo first moment we had no idea what it means yeah so we spoke also with the ioc about it and i explained it to yusra and so that it is a bigger thing, yeah? that is nothing that is just a symbol, it is nothing that is just a team, it is nothing that is just a sport idea or an idea of someone sitting in an office. No, it is, there's a purpose behind it. And this is an understanding that we got, yeah? every one of us. And maybe this was the point first when it was announced, we had not this background and then we um, yeah, so I asked Sarah, how would you deal with this? I wanted to have an opinion, yeah, um, because of this refugee label in this team. Mm -hmm. But um, Sarah was very good, and uh, for me, for me, <laughs> it was very good how she was reacting. She said, no, it is good. It is good to bring up this. It is a chance for this, if it is Yusra or someone else, it, is not a, it was not about Yusra at this moment. Mm -hmm. It was more about this team. And she said, no, you have to talk to Ms. Yusra about it. It's also for her then a chance. You saw it as an opportunity. Yeah. And this is the, um, yeah, the thing that I also learned. Okay, the word refugee is nothing bad. Mm -hmm. It is the situation of a human being. And we need a word for this, that we, everyone speaks about the th same thing. So we created this word, refugee, Flüchtling in Deutsch, or whatever, yeah? And refugiados uh, and um, everywhere. So yes, they are. But um, it is not an explanation for the human being. Mm -hmm. Between refugees are every kind of person that we can imagine, that we have in our friendship, that we have in our societies. Mm -hmm. Everyone we know there can be a refugee or whatever. I see behind the coach, now that I got the chance to sit with you, Behind Coach Sven, in, like really deep down inside, is someone really, really kind, really, really kind and really humble. I really want to know, like, what's the kindest thing someone has ever done to you? I have all the time so many kind things that I experienced with... Um, is there one that resonates? I mean, there, there are really a lot of things that happened to me and 
already also on a daily basis. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I think when we talk about Yusra and Sara, um, beside my family, they do also a lot of nice things and friends, but when we everyone knows Yusra and Sara, mm -hmm. I have to say this is what they, that feeling that how much they trust me. Mm -hmm. I think this is, um, there's nothing that you can um, balance on a um, scale with money or other things. So these are things that you know these things are just there. It was the trust in this moment when Sarah was arrested just that she said to her friend there on Lesbos, call Sven. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, this is trust. I think no one can say something more about trust than to say, hey, I am in the deepest, sorry the word, shit, call mm -hmm. yeah. um, Sven. It's same priceless. Is, yeah, and the same is with Yusra, that um, whatever she uh, had for moments and then when she said, yeah, but I learned so much from you. Yeah, this feeling and I trust you and I know when you do something wrong or something else, you never do it against mm -hmm. things. It is just... And these are the, the kindest things that I have in this relation with them. That's beautiful. And like about the trauma again that Yusra has been through, because me watching the movie, I honestly, I, I cried so much. I really cried so much. The swimming scene, every time I see it, like I watched it three times now, uh, I cry so much. And I, I really want to know like the role you played there when to, to really help them get past the trauma because they just came fresh out of the trauma to you and you were their, you know, their, their source of hope that things, are gonna, they, things could get better, I can live my dream, I can have a purpose. How did you really uh, help her out, get past this trauma? Mm. It's not easy at all. Um, I mean, this is something also that both, I think, had a lot of support from fr other friends and other people, and they also figured out a way how to deal with this trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and um, both has to answer this question, how finally they found their way to deal with it. I mean, a mm -hmm. trauma is not gone by this. It is a process that needs time. And it can come back all the time. That is also something that we all have, should remember that trauma is nothing, um, that is a thing that is done. Mm -hmm. um, but for me it was, I, I hope that I gave them always the um, feeling, okay, I'm there, I don't push you, I don't force you. Of course I ask them, how are you? How do you need help? How do you deal with it? How do you deal with this? And um, these things, um, there was an echo, yeah, mm -hmm. or not an echo, a, a reaction, yeah, mm -hmm. that um, it was sometimes, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then it was sometimes, yeah, look, it was this and this and this, and I felt this and this and this. And sometimes, of course, there was also an emotional um, conversation, but mm -hmm. this was the support I gave them. Um, but how they dealt with the trauma in in the whole complex situation, I think it was not just me, it were, there were a lot of other... Do, do you have your own traumas that 
come back to you? Mm. Or no? Compared to what they went through, definitely not. Definitely, their story puts everything in perspective when you, when you hear about it and more when you watch it and you feel it that, hey, some people have way bigger problems and it kind of gives you this ease. But even though if it's not as intense, do you still have, do you have a certain uh, experience or trauma or loss or fear that haunts you sometimes and really sets you back a little from progressing? Um, I would say the, um, the way of a pathological um, trauma, um, no one could diagnose it with me. But if there's something, then it is really this moment um, when um, this time in Sada was arrested or what happened then. This is something I cannot imagine. And sometimes it's really, even when the case was um, just one month ago, at this, the trial, the trial mm -hmm. of the first um, um, charges, um, the weeks before I really said, oh my God, oh my God, please let it end, please let it end. Of course, this is a kind of a trauma yeah, that I also have about it. Um, the good thing is, for me, I could just relax and could say, hey, I won't go to jail, yeah? Mm -hmm. But this is not me, yeah? And yeah. I knew from myself that um, if, if I would be in this situation, I think I would be not so strong, yeah? I think I would need a lot of time to realize I think I wouldn't be a fighter at this moment. I think I really would sit somewhere in the corner and cry. Um, so I hope I will never face this, this kind of situation, but um, who knows? Um, <laughs> no. I'm not planning to do anything. <laughs> um, we have a confession here. <laughs> so, um, no, um, it is. So this is a kind of trauma and um, yeah, and to deal with this is yeah, to be open in a way. I think this is what we all need to, um, to be honest with us first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then we can be honest with other people. It really touched you. Yeah, it is really touching and this, it is still and um, when this next trial will finally have an acquittal for them, yeah, what um, I know that will happen, yeah? um, then for me it, is, it will not end, I know this, because mm -hmm. there are so many other people in Europe, they are facing the same situation, and I'm, I feel, maybe this is also a trauma, <laughs> totally different, that I lose a bit the trust in the European value system. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, this is something, I believe in human rights. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the system. I, really think that Europe and Germany and my background was always supportive, for, supportive and wanted to grow and to raise human rights and to bring it. But then you just walk around the corner and think, what? We talk about human rights. Mm -hmm. We try to blame Qatar for uh, the World Cup things and especially the German media tries this and of course, maybe there are things that are not going well. I don't know, yeah, um, or maybe we know, but um, yeah, look around 
yourself, yeah, and we lost this. Yeah, we were it on a shook, good way. Shook yeah. your trust. Yeah. So maybe this is also a trauma that I think, mm -hmm. okay, when this special situation mm -hmm. is done, how can we bring back the EU27 mm. um, on this way to say, hey, we have human rights, we have, maybe we have not open borders, like yes. I would prefer it, but mm. um, maybe we can have this kindness to people who are in need and um, to see, to be open and to see the differences, yes, but mm. also to see what unites us. And this trauma to climb above this, I think this will need more time. Yes. Very political now. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But true. It's, it's something that, as you said, trust. Yeah. Trust is very important. Sarah's trust in you when, when, she, when she and Yusra called you the first person. Yeah. And it's the same you know, for you. You've always trusted the system. You've grown up to believe in it. And then at some point, it was shook and it shakes you deep down inside. Like, you start to questioning so many other things. I hope Sarah's doing well now. Um, I know she's in your heart and you're, you're, you're probably always thinking about her. And so are all of uh, so is all of us. And I really hope sh things turn out better. I really do. It will. This is, um, I just met the lawyer uh, mm -hmm. a few days ago and um, we can be really optimistic because, yeah, like I said, uh, so many times now there's nothing, they did nothing wrong and um, they, they, they did it out of goodwill or good intent. Of course, this was the first thing. But also in this intense, they did nothing bad. Uh, mm -hmm. they, did no, they never nothing broke the law. Yeah, this is, there's no reason therefore. Mm -hmm. And um, this is also something I would say, um, if, there, um, if there is something, mm -hmm. if there would be something, yeah, then we would know it because it is a group of 24 defendants mm -hmm. and I don't know how many of thousands of volunteers were at this time on Lesbos. Mm -hmm. um, you cannot hide it. It is uh, conspiracy doesn't work as far uh, or just work when yeah, there are two people who want to conspire. Conspire? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> to make a conspiracy. Yeah. In this moment when there are three or four it doesn't work mm -hmm. because someone will speak at home with yes. the family and then it is not a conspiracy any yeah. longer. So I just can say it is this vision to have this, it's a fault. I mean, to compare it with a criminal organization, I, mm. we know in Berlin we have criminal organizations and we know where they are and how they function. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows it. They just have not the proof to go against them. This mm -hmm. is the point, yeah, so, and at this thing on Lesbos, there's no, there's no, there's nothing. It's sad. Yeah. yeah. I can feel like how affected you are with this. And it really shows me that you're a sympathetic person. Like y you, you, you feel what other people are feeling. And maybe that's why you believed in Sarah and Yusra. Or that's why you gave them the opportunity because sympathetic, being sympathetic is a, is a strength that you don't realize. It's a strength and a weak point. Why? Because sometimes you get really affected and you feel your lowest or traumatized by this experience, as you said, because you feel what this person is feeling as if you are this person, as if you are her. But then again, it's good because 
it makes you a person that feels the world around them, feels other people, and really understands their experiences, puts himself in other people's shoes. And, and, and you, you, you are just a, a wonderful example, truly. Someone that can really make the world a better place and your perspective on the world being one, us being united, all of us being humans, this is something that I, I truly admire. Like I've been sitting here and listening to you saying that and I admire that about you. It's a very, very, very kind and quality. It's a very humble perspective on the world. So let's do some really, really quick questions. You're going to yeah. answer without thinking. You only have 30 seconds. Okay? This is hard. I know it's yeah, been yeah. a long day, but we're going to yeah, try. Yeah. So one quality you like the most about Sven? Kindness. One quality you like the least about Sven? Kindness. <laughs> okay. One quality you like the most about Yusra? Um, of so many things. Um, her openness. Okay. One quality you like the least about Yusra? Um, she can be annoying. <laughs> like your sister? <laughs> yes. <in a way. laughs> okay. One quality you like most about Sara? Um, her open heart. Openness as well, her open heart. But and the quality you like the least? Um, Don't give it too much thought. Her will to fight. Her will mm. to fight. Now, of course, I like her will to fight, but sometimes she fights too much. <laughs> Just <laughs> because of the fighting. Okay. <laughs> Just for the sake of fighting. Yeah, She's yeah. a fighter at yeah, heart. Yeah. Well, that's both a good yeah. and, and yeah. bad thing sometimes. But this is also something, um, um, when I had my first in job interview, this question came, what is your... Um, biggest weakness. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is a famous question. I don't know if it's the same here, but in, in yes. Germany, everyone asked it. And they just said, it is not easy to answer. I think um, every weakness can be a strength and every strength is a weakness. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's, it's one example. Sarah's will to fight is enormous and very cool and very good. But sometimes to fight just f for fight mm -hmm. is not bringing something. Yeah, it holds you back a yeah. little. Yeah. Hold this is back. activism. Then you become an activist. Yeah? Yes. And activists are needed and we need them actually more than ever before. Mm -hmm. But these activists, they, um, yeah, then you miss sometimes the point what you can change or mm -hmm. what you can do. You miss the purpose yeah. of yeah. why you're really doing yeah. all that. Yeah. It's then a religion. And mm -hmm. We have enough good religions, we don't need more. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing you fear the most? There's not just one word. The, the things I feel the most is, uh, fear the most is that this whole world and the people who live here don't find soon a solution to solve all these problems we have. This is the most. I have so much, and this is no longer, I have so much expectation to Gen Z um, that they will change all the shit we did in the past decades. Imagine that this camera is all of Gen Z <laughs> and they are taking a word from you. What would you tell them? Go ahead. Be open and see the unity, uh, the things that united us, uh, unite us and not the things that um, differ us. Thank you so much, Coach Sven, for this beautiful interview, for taking the time. I know it's been a very long day for you, but it really means a lot for Thank your you so time. Thank you so much. Good questions. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed.